The following is a teaching message from the chapel in Tiatatu. For more information about the chapel, please visit www.thechapel.org.nz. Okay, I just want to share um, <clears throat> um, a testimony to God's goodness. Uh, we, we are working uh, in a high altitude area and uh, we, we did a project up there for three years uh, where we were helping farmers and uh, this one particular farm that we were working with had this small house, or you can't, it's, it's not a house, sorry, a small shed. Um, and uh, there was a man in the shed. The man was the son uh, of the, the, the farmer. He was in his probably early 30s. He was in there because he was demon-possessed. And there are no institutions for people to go uh, who are um, demon-possessed or, you know, mad. Um, so the family made the shed and they locked him up in there to protect him from the villagers. And they would feed him every day through a little slot. Uh, and there was a hole in there for him to um, go to the toilet. And he was stuck in there. And uh, our, our workers uh, said to the father, they said, we know how to, um, how to set this, this man free. We know how to, to, to heal him. And uh, they said, we are Christians, we'll pray for him. But the father said, no, thank you. Um, I'll try the witch doctor. Uh, so these, these people are animist. Um, they have a very strong belief and a very strong fear uh, in spirits, in evil spirits. So if something happens to your family, uh, something unexpected happens to your family, um, or your crops fail, some disaster happens, um, they will attribute that to an evil spirit. And um, so they have a very large fear of, of evil spirits. Um, so, the man in the shed was demon-possessed. Um, the father didn't want our workers to pray for, for him, so we didn't. Um, but we were praying. And uh, we were praying for an opportunity to, to pray for this guy. Uh, and in the third year, one of our workers was up there working away. Uh, he heard the man in the shed raving incoherently and um, he just felt compassion in his heart. And uh, he felt the Holy Spirit say, go over and start talking to the man in the shed. And so he did. The father came over. Our worker asked the father, can I pray for your son? And this day the father said, yes. In fact, the father joined our worker praying. Um, and uh, he's been set free. Uh, he's out of the shed. He's uh, working. Uh, his family, his wife is a Christian now. Um, and it's just a testimony to the power of God. About two, two months after uh, this man was set free, uh, the police came. Uh, to the village, and while they were having a village meeting, 
the police uh, stood up and said, uh, we hear that there's Christians in this village. The man's father stood up and said, my son was sick and now he is healed. The police couldn't say anything. They backed right off and, um, and so they let this family um, believe. And um, so let's give the Lord a clap, eh? Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Praise God. You know, God is, God's more powerful than those evil spirits. And uh, now the people live in fear of these evil spirits, but when they see God is more powerful, then they're willing to, to change. Uh, we're, we're now running a business. Um, so we, we run an agricultural business. We've got um, a truck uh, and our team travel. They, they travel about three hours up into the area um, twice a month. Um, and they are building relationships and sharing the gospel when they feel um, it's safe enough to do so. So um, just want to share really about... Uh, one of the lessons that God's been teaching me um, on the field. And, uh, and that is patience. Everyone say patience. Do you have patience? <laughs> Should ask your spouses that. <laughs> that'd, give us, that'd give me an honest answer. Um, God, God's the person in control of our lives, not us. You know, I would, I would love to have many churches up in that area. I'd love to have the whole area saved. And I've talked to God many times about this. And I'm sure that it's the same with you guys, that, you know, you would love to have your family members, more, more of your family members saved, more of um, your community saved. And... Um, I've talked to God about my plans, about what I'd like to see. And I've got to the point where I, I've come to the, to the conclusion that I am not actually in control. I'm not the boss. God is the boss. Amen? And uh, God's just not some kind of little blessing thing tacked onto our lives. He is the boss. He is the king. He is the Lord. And uh, we have to submit our plans and our desires uh, to him rather than telling him what our plans and desires are. And when we get, get that right, it can, we need patience for that to happen. You know, The world will tell you, oh, go for your dreams, dream dreams, go for your dreams. I don't see that in the Bible. I see God coming to people and saying, God coming to Moses, saying, Moses, set my people free. Moses says, well, that was not on my agenda, God. I'm actually a farmer around here. And God said, you can do it. God came to Abraham. Abraham was, was in Haran, minding his own business. And God said, this is my plan, Abraham. I want to make you a father of many nations. God, Abraham was thinking, this is... This is not on my agenda. I'm happy over here in Hayran. God says, why don't you join me? Join me for this adventure. And he did. 
patience. We often want things to happen immediately, but God's timing is perfect. How many agree with that statement? We often want things to happen immediately. You know, We start something off, six months down the track, nothing's happened. Ah, what's next, God? Give me, give me something more. I don't think, I, I, you know, nothing's happening here. We'll, we'll kick, it, kick it for touch and try something else. You know, there are quite a few people in the Bible that had to wait for God's timing. Let's see if we can see some people here. Abraham. God gave him that promise that he would be a father of many nations. What an exciting promise. Except for him and his wife couldn't have any any kids. So Abraham had to wait 25 years. Joseph. Remember, Joseph got that dream um, about his um, brothers bowing down. And he was so excited about that that the next day he went out and told his brothers. (laughs) And that was not a good idea. And he got kidnapped. And he became a slave. And he became a prisoner. But 13 years later, he became prime minister. And it happened. I don't think that was, that was Joseph's uh, plan, but it was God's plan. And it happened. David, you re- remember David, he was out in the fields and um, he was summoned to come in and the great prophet Samuel was there and uh, poured the, the horn of anointing oil upon him. And David, you know, knew he was going to be king. Man, what an what a emotional time for David Um, just a young you know teenager I'm sure he'd be saying come on God let's make this happen he had to wait 33 years before he was king of all Israel and Judah we read the book of Acts Uh, if you're familiar familiar with the book of Acts you read it and you know chapter after chapter God is moving touching setting people free, adding to the church. But you know, that took place over 30 years, not 30 days. And the one that really gets me is Jesus, God's son, God's plan of redemption. And, you know, at age 12 or 13, we know Jesus was at the temple talking with the priests um, and, and the scholars debating stuff you know jesus he perhaps he he could have been ready to go at age at age 13 he knew there was an anointing on his life he knew he was different he had a knowledge of the scriptures but god god let him wait can you imagine jesus at age 20 saying hey god i'm 20 years old you know i've got my driver's license i can do most things now Come on. 25, age 25. Still nothing. Why did God make Jesus wait until he was 30 years old before he poured out his Holy Spirit and away the ministry went? I don't know. But God's timing is perfect. And sometimes God wants us to wait. Why does God want us to wait? Uh, well, 
Let's have a look at Abraham. Abraham is an example of faith. He's called the father of faith. And I think there's something that we can learn from his life. And, um, you know, the interesting thing about Abraham, it, it says that his faith, his faith brought glory to God. We want to look at the scripture. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God was able to do whatever he promised. And I think that's, that's, what, that's, why, God's, uh, that's why Abraham's faith brought glory to God, because when he didn't see his, his child come, he still believed it was going to come. He looked to God and said, I trust you, God. It's going to come. And God's, God saw that, saw his faith, and God was pleased. And when we are promised something and it doesn't happen, and yet we still trust God and we still believe God, that brings glory to God because that's faith. God loves our faith. God loves seeing us trust in him even when we can't see it even when we don't see it, even when we don't see the answer. We don't give up. We trust God. And, you know, my experience is that after we get a promise from the Lord, it doesn't always come the next day or the next week. Have you found that? We often have to wait a bit and I think that's why God wants us to wait, is because he wants to see whether, we've, whether we're going to believe it's going to happen, whether we have faith or whether we're just going to give up. Have you given up on some things that God has spoken to you about? Well, my encouragement is to have faith again, believe again. Don't give up because even though it takes time. It will happen. So, you know, to receive the promise, it takes faith and patience. Follow the example of those who will inherit God's promises through faith and patience. Not just faith, but patience. And then Abraham waited patiently and received what God had promised. Isn't that interesting? That sometimes we have to wait patiently before we receive what God has promised. I just want us to do a, a simple exercise today uh, with that last scripture there. Instead of Abraham, I want you to put your name in there. Okay? So, just put your name in there. Then, whoever, you, waited patiently and received what God has promised. Faithfulness. So what, what do we do while we're waiting? Uh, because there's this kind of passive waiting. 
And then there's active waiting. Remember, remember when, when, G, when uh, Mary had Jesus, had baby Jesus, and uh, there was a couple of people in the temple that came and prophesied to her. And it says that, that, um, that Mary stored these, these things in her heart. You know, she stored them in her heart. And the promises that we have, store them in your heart. Don't, don't let them drop to the ground. Store them in your heart. And, you, you know, in, in your quiet times, that's often when God speaks. Um, write those things down. Store them in your heart. Don't, don't let them drop. Because, you know, when God speaks, that's exciting. When God speaks, when God says something, those are the things that, that are going to happen. It's not your dreams. There's no guarantee that your dreams are going to happen, but when God speaks, God dreams, God's dreams for your life, they're the ones to hold on to. They're the ones to grab, because those are the ones that are going to happen. If God says it, he's not a man that he's going to lie. He will do what he says he will do. Um, so write those things down. Be fully convinced they're going to happen. Sometimes when I'm reading the Bible and I think that the Lord may be speaking to me, you know, the, a passage is, is highlighted to me, and I think, hmm, is that you, Lord? I'll often ask God for a confirmation because if I'm going to grab that and if I'm going to hold on to it, I, I want to make sure it's from God and not just my own imagination. Um, so I'll say, Lord, is this from you? Confirm this to me over the next day or two. And then if it is, don't let it go. Pray about it. Write it down. Thank God for it. Oftentimes, you know, it'll be, it'll be a continuation of something that God's speaking to you anyway. You know, so... Um, Ah, oh, don't want to go there yet. Um, ah, yes. Mm. We will go there. So, we've been, uh, you know, uh, we want to plant some churches up in this area. And... My leader came to me and said, I think it would be good for us to buy um, some land up in the area that we're working in so that um, we've got a good reason to go up and um, uh, we can go up regularly there, we can establish a base there. And I, I said to him, yeah, nah. I thought it was a good idea, but I didn't really, didn't really think it was the right thing to do. In a quiet time, in my quiet time, I don't know, three or four months later, I was reading about the temple, and God, the Holy Spirit just illuminated that bit in my Bible. I've got it, I've got it highlighted in my Bible, in Samuel, where, where God told David, to build the temple. And God was saying, hey, 
This is my plan. This is my idea. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so I did. And um, so, so now we are, we're going to buy, um, buy a farm, a small farm, and we're going to put a house on it, uh, and we're going to invite the Christians up in that area to come, uh, and it will be a safe place for them to study the Bible. It will be safe for them to go there. They'll be away from the village chief's influence, um, and they'll be able to, um, we'll disciple them at night. Uh, and I'm excited about this idea. I believe it's a God idea. And uh, we've been sharing in churches um, in New Zealand. We've been going around sharing, um, raising money. Uh, and uh, we've had a really good reception. People think it's a good idea too. Um, it wasn't my idea. <laughs> I, I can't claim it. Uh, it was, it was um, my leader's idea and God's idea. The reasons why we want to do it, as I said before, is to provide um, a safe place for Christians in the area to come to, a place of refuge for those people that have their houses destroyed. Uh, and we also want to demonstrate good agriculture techniques to um, the surrounding villages. Yeah. Just feel like the Holy Spirit's working actually uh, this morning um, in the area of dreams and listening to God. Not sure what he wants to do. Maybe he's just challenging people about that. I might just uh, spend a moment waiting on the Holy Spirit, eh? Waiting on the Lord. Let's just bow our heads. Maybe you've been challenged this morning by the whole area of your plans and God's plans. God says that the plans I have for you are good. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Plans to prosper you. Maybe you need to surrender your life, surrender your plans to the Lord and say, Lord, I've been living... I've been living for my own plans and just asking you to bless them. But I want to submit myself to really trying to find your will and your plans for my life and follow those. Just give you time. If that's you, just go ahead and just uh, in your mind, just pray and submit those things to the Lord. God, God, God wants to remind you this morning that if you submit your plans to the Lord, 
His plans are great. His plans are far better than your ones. And just be willing to trust Him. Thank you for listening to this message from the chapel in Teatitu. For more information about the chapel, please visit www.thechapel.org.nz or email info at thechapel.org.nz.